Hey, this is Ron Funches, and you're listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. It's funny. I hope you like it. Yuck Yucks is still the best place to have your office party or event. Just go to yuckyucks.com for details about our group rates. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. You're listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy. I don't think so. What? Welcome to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. With your host, Jake Hirsch. What is up, my little yuckamaniacs? How is everybody doing out there? Yes, I am your host, Jake Hirsch. Thank you for joining me on another wild, fun, frisky crazy zany episode of the yuck yucks comedy podcast we have got a hit a smash hit lined up for you this week much like our beloved blue jays actually i think they just got their asses kicked tonight but um anyway hey we're not bandwagon fans here much hoopla over today's episode folks why is because i have the ever so lovely talented latino heartthrob eddie delicepi Right, Eddie DeLaSepi. That's right. The Latino heartthrob from East L.A. is in the house uh, doing an interview with us. Uh, no, uh, I'm joking. Eddie DeLaSepi is actually Canadian, and uh, he is a very, very uh, mindful Canadian. In other words, he never forgets where his roots are from or where he comes from. He always gives lots of love out on uh, on all the social media about being Canadian. Very, very proud Canadian, which is good to see. Sometimes you see some Americans... Um, I don't know what it is. Canadians will go down to America and, uh, it's like, uh, we don't, uh, we don't really, you know, hype that up a lot for some reason. I'm not sure why that is maybe because half of us don't have working visas to go to the United States. Anyway, <laughs> a little comedy there for you folks to ding ding. Yes. The ever so lovely green card. I think I should actually open up a green card business for comedians. That seems to be a very hot, hot ticket down in the States. Entertainment business. And uh, maybe we'll get you in the back door picking fruit or, or I don't know, something. We'll get you in as a casual laborer. And then you can moonlight as a comedian uh, in the evening time if Trump gets his way. That way all the Mexicans are going to be gone. Yes, all my people will be kicked out of the United States. And we can start bringing comedians down on a worker's visa and uh, agricultural visa. And uh, we can have a whole new lot of Foreign workers come down and uh, yeah, make it make it big. That way, that's your that's your loophole. Maybe that will be my loophole. I'll stay here in Canada and just slave out people to go to the United States on a work visa. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, no, the I wanted to I wanted to uh, one. Well, yeah. First, give Eddie props for uh, never forgetting where home is. Um, but second of all, man, can I just uh, stop for a second here and really uh, kiss all your asses? Just about. Uh, when I moved here, uh, about a year ago, uh, a little over a year ago, I have moved back and forth. I've been to Canada before. This wasn't my first, uh, this wasn't my first stampede folks, uh, as they say here in Calgary. Um, I have been here before I've lived here before, spent some time here before. Um, but never in all my years and all my travels and all my journeys, did I ever find a lot of Canadians to be very passionate about politics and if you are um, listening to this, this is the day after, the day after we woke up this morning to a brand new Prime Minister, Mr. Justin Trudeau. Yes. Hey, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Trudeau is our new Prime Minister. And it's got a nice ring to it, I got to say. Very nice ring to it. Justin Trudeau, congratulations. Um, I wasn't going to say my friend, but I've never met him. Um, I did invite him onto the podcast uh, a few months ago, but uh, never, never heard back. Anyway, uh, yes, congratulations. A liberal majority government, which is apparently has not been seen uh, over here in years and years and years. Um, but we finally said goodbye to the Stephen Harper era of bad haircuts and really high gas prices. So uh, thank you for your service, sir. But um, as you can exit stage left. Yes. Stephen Harper, new prime minister. I'm excited about this. I really am. Um, I, but back to my point about wanting to kiss some ass, I have never seen as much hype, as much sensationalism, as much drama, as many fights um, as I have with this last election. That was exciting. 
it was great to see Canadians so passionate about their politics and you know encouraging other people and informing other people and getting involved and and uh you know I met a lot of people um over this past year that were really really excited about getting their citizenship because they wanted the right to vote they wanted the right to see the country go in a new direction and uh to a lot of people here in the oil patch in uh, good old Alberta that was a real kick in the nuts apparently uh the you know obviously this is a very blue area of Canada uh, very oil and gas rich. And uh, yeah, you got a lot of people that rely on that for livelihood. But uh, I think there's a lot of misplaced anger. I think there's a lot of misplaced, um, uh, you know, fear mongering and all this type of stuff. Uh, I think um, I think it's going to be good for our country. I really hope so. <laughs> or while we'll be looking back at this show as an archive, uh, just showing my kids um, what dad used to do in his spare time because we're all out of a job. No, uh, I think this is going to be a good thing for the country. I think it's going to spark... Um, you know, the kind of middle-class economy that we need to keep the country going. Um, I know a lot of really good people that work in the oil and gas field. Uh, my family, my own family works in uh, oil and gas. Um, and they even think that he's actually going to be uh, really good for uh, the country. I think it's time for change. I think there's time for looking around to see what else we can do uh, besides rely heavily on, on certain natural resources. I think we need to start getting a little bit more inventive and just kind of kick up the dirt a bit. And if not, you know what? If it scares another government into being better at what they do, then I hope it's scared the hell out of the conservatives because if they're ever back in power again, uh, I really hope that they uh, they do a better job managing uh, what's what's been cracking over the past 10 years. Uh, there's a lot of people that were unhappy, and I think obviously it came out last night in the election, um, the wave of discontent throughout Canada. Um, and I know, Hey, you know what? Not everybody, uh, you know, is, is going to agree and not everybody is going to fight fair and say nice things. And unfortunately we saw a lot of that play out on Facebook. We saw a lot of that play out, uh, you know, just all over the, the internet and, uh, I got, you know, it got pretty nasty, but, uh, you know what? At the end of the day, the sky didn't fall. Uh, the economy didn't tank. We're all alive and we're all in good health and uh, and I think we're going to be just fine. So, again, congratulations, Mr. New Prime Minister Trudeau. Um, yes, this week's interview, folks, I'm excited about it. Uh, and you're going to hear the podcast in a bit of a different format today. The reason being was because we had some people sit in on this podcast and it really sparked the idea of, man, we should really be doing some live shows. I think it would be a lot of fun. Uh, bring out a panel of guests. Maybe we can even do more than one. We can bring out one person. Doesn't matter. Uh, but I think doing a live show would be an absolute blast. I've got some people in the background that are working on this um, and uh, helping me prep, um, you know, little presentations so I can tell the big wigs about it at head office. That's right. My pimp, Kira Williams, will either slap me and say, yes, uh, don't ever ask, fool, or, uh, you know, don't come at me with that jive turkey. Or she's going to say, Jake, that's a brilliant idea. I think we should do it. And I'm hoping for the slap across the face, the one where she just just bitch slaps me right out in public. No, I'm joking. I'm hoping for number two. I think it'd be a lot of fun. We can have uh, the first show here at the Calgary Yuck Yucks. And then, uh, of course, once we sell that join out, then it's on to uh, the other clubs across Canada. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But, yes, on to today's show. Uh, my good friend, Mr. Eddie Delaseppi, comedian, entertainer, model, actor, um, heartthrob. And when I say heartthrob, I'm not joking around, people. When Eddie came out here to do the uh, Conquering Comedy Festival, uh, my daughter and a uh, young group of ladies from the uh, local high school here uh, all came out to volunteer and all fell in love with Eddie Delaseppi. So if there was a cream beat or a Teen Steam, or whatever the hell, uh, Teen Beat Magazine, or Tiger Beat, whatever the hell it is, uh, in the comedy world, I assure you, Mr. Delaseppi would be the centerfold. That's right. All the girls loved him. Uh, they all want him to come back and, uh, and be their prom dates. Uh, it's quite, quite cute. But uh, anyway, yes, Eddie Delaseppi, the multi-talented Canadian that is now living abroad in the wonderful world of Hollywood. Um, and he hasn't gone to Hollywood on us, folks. He's still very humble. He's still very nice. Um, I got to spend some really, really good time with Eddie and uh, I obviously went to watch him perform uh, at the Calgary Yucks. And um, this interview, uh, the one of the comedians got to sit in with us. Uh, his name is Miles Morrison. Miles Morrison is, um, 
I don't know what it was, but have you ever just clicked with people? You're just hanging out and you're just like, this, this guy is a good dude. Or this girl is, a, is just a dynamite chick. Uh, that's Miles Morrison. I met him. We, uh, we locked eyes. Uh, you know, there was, a, there was a vibe in the room where myself, Eddie, and Miles just, it felt like it was the trifecta of a bromance brewing. And uh, it was wonderful. Uh, I've obviously known Eddie for a while, but uh, not that long, but, you know, for a while. Uh, anyway, we had that history, uh, but he introduced me to Miles. Miles sat in on the interview and was, you know, great, great insight, very hilarious guy. And uh, we all went out for lunch the next day. We went out for tacos. Uh, anybody who keeps up with my social media uh, can go check out some of those pictures. Uh, we went for tacos and uh, we went for a nice Starbucks uh, and we hung out. We, you know, we bullshit and uh, it was a great time. And those guys are always a blast. Um, Miles doesn't get to perform as much, but keep your eye out for him. Uh, huge up-and-comer. And, uh, well, not even up-and-comer. I mean, he's been there and back and uh, has done very, very well, but uh, doesn't get the chance to perform as much as he would like. But uh, great guy nonetheless. Look him up. Miles Morrison. Uh, and, of course, Eddie. You just, man, you know, just to be in the room with this guy is you can learn something. And I've, I've said that a very long time ago when I first started this podcast. If I'm going to be hanging out with the greats of comedy, uh, with very talented people, the least I can do is pay attention when I'm in their presence. And, uh, yeah, it was great. We got to talk about a whole bunch of different stuff, uh, about him living in Los Angeles and, and, uh, the transition there and what he loves about coming back to Canada and what he loves about the Canadian clubs and just about his comedy in general. It's a great interview. It's fascinating. Uh, stick around and listen to the whole thing and, uh, give us a shout on Twitter, please. Hashtag YYCP. And of course you can hit me up at Jake Hirsch, EG, look us up, and uh, yes, give us a follow. But in the meantime, before you go do that, close your eyes, turn those headphones way up, and let's go talk to Eddie Delisepi. got done an amazing stand-up routine here at... Do people say stand-up routines anymore? No one says stand-up routine. It's a bit? Or a, a, a set? Interesting speech. Interesting segue. <laughs> it's like what a mom says. I liked your speech. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the little speech you set up there. Thanks, lady. Oh. I really enjoyed your lecture. <laughs> lecture. The other yeah. voice is Miles Morrison, who's Miles also Morrison. on the show, who did yeah. great. Miles Morrison... Knocked it out of the park. Tonight. You did. I got a lap. You, you, you did. You did amazing. You did. I, I felt like this. I it like was set up here. We're doing the uh, the Yuck Yucks Club is, uh, is is a great club. How do you like coming back to Calgary, man? I do like it. I like waking up and feeling like all the moisture is out of my face. <laughs> I like Just that feeling. The, you know, I need to be reminded face. how good moisture is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's so dry here. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't. How do white people do it out here? I don't know, man. They just be like, just. I don't know. It's they must all feel like like the 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 bad guy in Terminator Two when he's frozen. It's just like if you, if you flick me, I'll like crack and oh, crumble. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love coming here. The shows are great, and the crowds are full, and uh, people are pretty responsive here. And I think Yakux in general has a huge like. Uh, history here too. Yeah. So I think they they kind of like they're used to like and big names come through Alberta. Yeah, like big yeah, names, uh, regardless of the like club. Eddie Delisepi. Eddie yeah. Delisepi is one. You know that 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 crucial Thanksgiving weekend when no one's in town. <laughs> you want to get that big star in. <laughs> There's a caravan of cars heading out of town, and yeah. you're coming in, right? Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, but I come back like once a year. It's fun, and I do a lot of the small rooms in town too, which is fun. Yeah, how is that anyway? Is it is it is it is it a pretty vibrant comedy scene here? I feel like the the scene's pretty vibrant here. I yeah. like it. Um, I feel like. Uh, the comedy crowds are, are, are more savvy than they every year when I come back. Yeah, a little and, bit more. Yeah, and, bit I, more, yeah. and they're uh, they're used to like the, like for instance, Comedy Monday Night, which is a cool show. It's been around forever. It's been right. like ten years. So there's people that have been there and seen guys from like amateurs to like being headliners now. Sure. So that's cool, and this this club's cool too, and it's a cool scene. Obviously, every scene needs to grow more, uh, but with more comics who feel like, hey, I can put on a show, or or like who. 
uh, see great guys coming through town. It, it just helps perpetually make things better. I guess. Yeah. Calgary's my favorite scene. Calgary is? Yeah. It, it, it's a small scene, but all the comics here are just so nice. They come out, they support, they, they watch. They're, it's just like the friendliest. There's no competition here. Everyone's just out to enjoy comedy and yeah. push comedy and just like just grow. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's a, it's a good environment. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. we all have, they all have this camaraderie. Like we're in this desolate tundra. <laughs> Let's make the best of it. Let's yeah. help each other. There's these. Ex- there's no moisture. There's coyotes <laughs> everywhere. Let's let's make the best of this. How do you? It's cold here, but it's beautiful today. The yeah, Chinooks, it was actually really the nice Chinooks make there. a big difference. It does. It makes a big difference. How do you find your comedy transfers over from being in Los Angeles now as opposed to Calgary? I think that uh, there's some jokes I don't do just because I feel like they're a little bit. I don't know. I, I've tried them out, and sometimes it's interesting. Like certain certain jokes will get a laugh in a certain spot that I don't expect, and certain jokes don't. I don't know if it's a cultural divide. I don't know if it's like a regional thing. I don't know if it's just like maybe whether in the middle of the country anywhere right. in the in the in the in North America, maybe it's different. But for the most part, I'm like maybe like an eighty percent where I'm like most stuff works, right. and then some stuff is kind of interchangeable and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think any comedian will will go through that. What, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of comedians here that I've talked to that, I mean, ultimately that's their goal, right? Is that you've achieved pretty much what they want to do is, is that you've, you've hit the ceiling in Canada, so to speak. Right. And that was the next progression. That's the next move. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being in Canada. I don't think, I mean, I love this country. I love the people in it. The scene is great. Uh, it all depends what you want to do. And for me, I just felt like I know me personally. I know who I am. I don't want to hate a place that's awesome. Right. I don't want to be like, why am I still here? You want to just make it a treat. Right? And there are people that love Canada, and I love Canada too. And if I had a different sentiment, I'd be like, yeah, this is my home. This is, these are the people I entertain. This is my country. I want to stay here. But for me, I know me. I would have been like, I want more, and I feel like I'm not getting it. And, you know. Yeah. So I have friends that have great, great credits, and they have done great things. And the natural progression for a lot of these guys would be to move to L.A., move to New York. But they love living here, right. and I don't blame them one bit. It's beautiful here. The crowds are great, and you can make a living. So, right. I said those same words to Eddie when we broke up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want more, Eddie. Am I not he enough? Was, he wasn't willing to give any more. And then I just went and puked. <laughs> That's what you want? So, tell, so let's uh, let's talk a bit more about that, though, because, uh, like I said, a lot of people, uh, you know, that that's the – you know, historically, that's the larger market. People want to go to right. New York, L.A. Right. Even in Canada, people want to go to Toronto, Vancouver, places where there's going to be a lot more rooms. How often are you working down there, and, and what's the experience been like? Um, down there, I'm, I'm doing like maybe five, six shows a week. I'm opening for guys, too, which is great, like Harlan you Williams. Just, yeah, open up for Harlan. Harlan, I, Harlan's been very good to me. I just talked to him today, and we're just shooting the shit. And he's a great guy. He's great to Canadians, too. Yeah. And I kind of like... He's when, a Canadian guy, though, isn't from he? From Toronto, too. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I feel like sometimes those guys set an example for how you should be with your, you know, your fellow countrymen, you know? Right. Because if, when I get to that point where I can help a friend out who's, like, from Canada, I know exactly what he's going through. This is in your country. This is in your home. Everything's different, but it's sort of the similar. It could be a bit odd. It right. feels like this bizarre world that you're like, I can assimilate it to, but I'm not a part of, right. you know? Right. Uh, it can really screw with your head a little bit, and... Uh, I, I know what that feels like, and I would like to help guys that would go down. So whenever I have friends that come down, like, stay on my couch, dude. Let me, you need yeah. a ride? Let me know. You know, They come down and you change change your number. Change my number? <laughs> uh, Miles? Um, Miles? Morrison, it rings a bell. Hmm. rings a bell. I'm just, like, calling the cops. <laughs> yeah, he's here. No, he's on my, don't listen to what he says. <laughs> But uh, but I've, uh, the transition's been good. Show's been going well. But I still come up to Canada every two months for like maybe ten days and stuff to like stretch my legs, do longer sets. Sure, to come home, and and it's like I treat Can- uh, Canada to me is like your mom's house. You know, you'll always be fed and be great, and it'll right. be great. Right. Uh, you may not want to live there, but it's nice. To, it's always nice to visit. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you you talk to a lot about uh, you know doing longer sets in Canada. What do you what are you averaging now? Like down in, in America, I'm doing like uh, in Los Angeles. If I'm not opening for a guy, if I'm opening for a guy, I'm doing like maybe twenty to thirty. Yeah. Uh, and in LA, I'm doing like showcase sets. So it's a right. showcase town. Right. Uh, over here, the system's really cool because a guy can come into town or, or a comic can come into town and be like close shows. And right. You can close shows from like Monday to to Wednesday and make wow. some money and stretch yeah. your legs before the weekend. 
Uh, they don't really have that down there because the competition is so great. So you have to give someone people more uh, less less time. Right. Uh, whereas here, this, the scene is not as swollen, I guess. Right. Um, Has but, that made you a better comedian? Though? Um, I think it's made me uh, a better joke writer mm-hmm. because you know a long set's great, but some guys get too comfortable. Right. And you can just and they don't know how to do it in a smaller increment. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh man, I'm just getting warmed up. I but whereas down there, you have to get into it a little faster right. and. Right. You know, we have to tighten things up, and you may eliminate unnecessary words. There's a lot of variables that make you better. Right. Um, but I, but I think that like obviously longer sets great too. Right. But uh, I do enjoy short sets. I, I, I think they're fun and yeah. give people a glimpse of who you are. You For know. Sure. But long sets are great too. Like tonight, I did like a lot of riffing with the audience and stuff. And Dude, your crowd crowd work is amazing. Man. I uh, I don't I don't know. I don't think about it. I just kind of joke around with everybody. Yeah. Has that always been in your Routine? I think I'm a. I think I'm decent with the crowd. Do you oh, talk to the crowd a little bit? Dude, you're amazing. I, I don't talk as much as Eddie does. Eddie's one of the sharpest guys I've ever met. Yeah. So like, definitely. I mean, even when he's like, oh no, I'm just talking to him. Yeah, he's crushing it. You yeah, know? definitely. So, uh, there's not a lot of comics that that can be that witty just Working off the top of their head yeah. like Eddie can. Uh, I I don't talk to them as much, but I uh, I still like to you know mix it up a little bit. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of like a, a gift and a curse because if you some some guys can get addicted to that thrill of like, oh man, that was organic. The, those people will never have a show like that again. Right. But ultimately, material speaks for itself always. Oh, for sure. And Jimmy Fallon's not going to book you to talk to the audience. Right. Comedy Central's not going to book you to like talk to the audience. That that to me is like so, it creates a sense of fearlessness. It also makes you take chances. Right. You got to be able to do it all. Like you got to be able to do a. 45 to an hour set or hour and a half or whatever you're doing you got to be able to do your five minute showcase set right you got to be able to talk to an audience and you got to be able to be tight and do a tight five right and showcase too you got to do it all I, I think that like for instance Thursday night show it felt like more of like a, almost like a concert series they wanted jokes and they just wanted to like sit down and watch a show right yeah. whereas over here there's a group of people that were like love being made fun of and I think over time uh, and not every comic this way. I'm just speaking for myself that you learn how to read a room, and I can like, hmm, I'm not going to ignore them because they're going to ignore me a little bit. I'm going to go in and out, and it just takes years of practice and being in front of every type of audience. Because I've been in front of audiences like they're just like, just tell the jokes and right. I'll laugh, or the inverse is like people just want to be spoken to. I try to speak to them and then calm down and weave in the back into material because if you talk to them too much. They're going to be like, this is the show. The show is just going to be me being roasted by this guy. Right. And then you try to get a material, and they're like, oh, this sounds scripted. It's not organic. <laughs> going back to it. Yeah, yeah. You can't assume the crowds are like comedy savvy. Like, okay, cool. I want to hear the, his new jokes. Like, right. they don't. I'm not all of them know. Some yeah. of them know. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, if I think the best thing to do is try to like weave in and out of it if you can. It's a, it's, it's real art, though. Uh, I don't know. I just think it comes from upbringing. Like, I was always just. Always a, Witty? Uh, I think I just. Uh, I was never like um, I was like a sniper. Like if someone says something dumb, I'd be, and I'd be like, say something, <laughs> and I just get just go right back to my just unassemble my gun and go on my way. <laughs> the second comedian on the ground. Where did that come from? And then I'm already taking apart the silencer. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> the rooftops. Where did you grow up? Grew up in uh, Toronto, Canada, dude. Toronto, Ontario. You got a brother that's a boxer. That's a pretty badass a- amateur man. boxer. Yeah. My brother, my brother Dave, he, he fights. He like runs like 15k every day. He's like hardcore. Phenomenal tra- shape, man. I've seen him on Instagram. And Have you? Like, oh, yeah. He's in big. Yeah. Sh- he has in great shape. Yeah. Um, he might have to retire, even though he's only 30. What's going on there? Uh, his nose is so broken that a doctor tried to put a scope in his nostril and couldn't get the scope past the oh, rim of his nostril. Shit. So he's like, you have to get rhinoplasty, and right. you know, you can't get like plastic surgery and still fight. Right. You know, right. Put a metal bar in there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like Lex Luthor's elbow. You know? <laughs> His hand's broken. <laughs> but uh, and my other brother Lou is uh, is uh, starting to be an actor, and he's right. a talented musician and stuff. So yeah. And talk, let's talk about mom, man. Mom has been uh, number numero Ma- uno in your life, cool. man. Mom's cool. Mom's doing well. Mom's doing well. Uh, she's she's awesome, very supportive. Uh, I never really got like the support that was like, "Ooh, how your show's going? What's going on?" My parents always had this sort of like uh, caring indifference. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted me to do well, but they didn't ask me about it a lot. Right. So I guess maybe that at a young age, that kind of sets sets this tone where you're like, 
what's it going to take to impress them? So you kind of push, you push, you push, you push, you right, push. Right. My dad was a very stoic kind of guy. He's kind of like old European kind of dude. And, you know, they, he was born in the 30s. They just made guys differently back then. For sure. Yeah. You know, and uh, they weren't as emotional. They didn't wear their, you know, their heart in their sleeve as much. Whereas now, you know, it's not a bad thing to express things to people, can you, you know. Can you tell the, tell the story about your dad's handicap sticker in the car? No, don't. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's my favorite story that you have about your dad. What do you mean? The handicap sticker. Oh, yeah. That makes him look like a, a charlatan. Anyway, <laughs> I speak very highly of my father. Tell the story about how your dad ripped off the handicap. Oh, you know what? Let's not. Miles has had a few two drinks. <laughs> yeah, stoic is a strength. <laughs> no, my dad, uh, my dad always he had a he worked construction his whole life and um, he had a really, like extremely bad back. He had a herniated disc and couldn't work and stuff like that. Like when I was growing up, my I would see him crawl around the ground because he was wow. just couldn't walk. And uh, but he's he's fine in his later age. But my dad knew a doctor that could get him a handicap sticker. <laughs> So one day, I, my dad, my da- and he was able, but he was old, and he had a bad back. So there's that gray area. We're like, you don't really need this, but you can prove that you can. I guess you can. So my dad, I drove him downtown Toronto, and he, and I, he gets out of the car. And I go, where are we going? He goes, I'm just going to see that doctor for the to renew my handicap sticker. I go, cool. And then I look, and then he brings out a cane from the back. <laughs> I didn't even know he owned a cane. Like, where did you get this cane? It's not like an umbrella. Umbrellas you find. Cane, if you if you if you see a lost cane, you'll see a man on the floor right next to it. Usually. And uh, and I asked him, why do you have a cane? He said, Don't ask me about it. And then he and then he just got and he got came back with the, the renewal. That is dynamite, yeah. man. So, you know. Whips out a cane from the trunk and uh, walks on in, man. That's, cool. That's dynamite. So, I, okay, I'm guessing now, obviously, you just mentioned your dad was European. Uh, Italian, obviously, right? Yeah. And then your mom is Peruvian? Peruvian, yeah. Peruvian. Yeah. Have you been down? I was. I went down as a kid. Did you? Yeah. I don't remember much. I was, like, very, very young. My brother lived there for a whole year. Um, but I'd love to go. Yeah. yeah, I wish I knew I speak Spanish. I'm getting the looks over here. What, 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 what happened? Did I miss something? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the spot all of a sudden. Tell the story about how your dad ripped off those people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, stoic. <laughs> all right. I don't think you know what stoic means. <laughs> you, you, uh, you do talk a lot about, uh, you know, being uh, ethnic on stage, man. You know, yeah, a little bit. Mundo. A little well, bit. Yeah, I mean, it's not the center of, uh, of, of your pieces, but, but yeah. you do mention... Uh, My uh, name is Mundo, yeah. Edmundo, is that uh, what is that like growing up in uh, growing up as a kid and stuff? Was it I remember was it different I, at all? I remember going to school and and whenever the teacher had, did that roll call for in like the eighth grade or the fifth grade or whatever, and she'd go down the list and she would just get my legal name and she'd say Edmundo, <laughs> and I was always so embarrassed. My friends didn't know like who's that. It turned around like this little. Yeah, it's me, Eddie. I, I would sometimes like sometimes I was so embarrassed about it that I would go to the the teacher before class started. Like, oh, I'm uh, I'm Eddie, by the way. You can scratch. That. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say that. But... It's like okay. Oh man, so, yeah. A lot of comedians have talked about uh, that. There's a pecking order when you go to you know places like Los Angeles and right. stuff like that. I mean. Uh, over here, you're very well revered. You're, you know, big headliner in Canada, and you go down to the states. What was that? I knew one guy there. I didn't know anybody. All I had was my just for last sort of like gala clip that was like I got on shows with, so right. I show show producers and stuff like that. The independent alternative comedy scene there is very big because fame is a true currency there. So the comedy clubs are usually flooded with famous people. Right. So it's hard for someone who's like kind of in that middle area where they're like I'm known, but I'm not like famous sure where people feel like oh people are going to come in for these people so a lot of these smaller shows are great because scouts and like producers and like agents they go there to see new talent right so you know it's a it's a second job getting on shows there because i have to like constantly look up who's who's doing what and whatever you have to really have your finger on the pulse right so going there was figuring it all out and i will say this though it's you know you put your ego in your back pocket Mm -hmm. you know i know a lot of guys would go down there and think man i I could play to a full crowd at it on a weekend and now i'm trying to like get on these small little shows right, right. where no one knows me right you feel like you're starting over again and uh you know i could easily cruised up in canada and been like just ride it out and 
But, you know, the challenges are great there. And I do have an immigrant mentality where, like, you know, this isn't home, but I'm going to make it my home. I'm going to figure it out, and I'll win. I'll, I'll, it'll work out. It may take one to five years. It may take five years, but it'll happen, and it'll be an investment because I'll be 38, and I'll be like, I'm glad I did that Right, right. at a certain age. How, uh, how much have you embraced that, Cal? Because, I mean, you know, like when I last time I saw you when you were in town, we, we sat and talked over coffee, and... It was like talking to somebody. I mean, I'm I'm from California. I was born and raised out there. But That's it was right. Like talking to a fellow California man. It seems like I don't really get Canadian there at all. No, not not at all. No, no. No one ever calls me on an accent there. And I think I have a theory why. Because I had immigrant parents growing up. Mm-hmm. Both of them spoke broken English. Right. So all the English I learned was from television. Right. And being from Southern Ontario, Toronto specifically, all I mean, I don't know how it was out west, but like. All we watch is American television. Right, right. So all my heroes were from Living Color or Saturday Night Live or right. like, you know, David Letterman or whatever, Conan O'Brien. So I wouldn't really watch a lot of Canadian TV mm-hmm. because it wasn't, they didn't really develop a lot of comedies that weren't like on par with what America's doing. It was like, you know, like Red Green Show or like SCTV was big, but it was way before my time. Right, right. But I, uh, so I watched a lot of American television and I feel like that's where I got my. It's kind of where, where you grew yeah, up. Yeah. And all my friends were very similar too. Yeah, I actually, somebody I talked to the other day, uh, I don't know who it was, it might have even been me, I, I, just this vibe, this energy that it feels like you arrived in California long before you got there. That's what, uh, someone said that about me? Yeah, I think it was me, cool. I said that. Um, I Maybe try I to, high. I just, I just, uh, what I, just happened? I just, yeah. uh, I just assumed that like, it'll work out and it did, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's working just, out. Yeah, you've got this. Uh, it's yeah, working out. Every now and then I get man. caught for being Canadian. Some words. Yeah. It's not, it's not so much, it's not so much accent it's more just uh like for instance i was with a buddy from dallas and they were like in this car mm-hmm. and i said uh watch out for that pylon and he goes what i go pylon dude it's like no and it's not called a pylon there it's called a traffic cone it, pylon yeah. is geometric shape for that for that, for shape. that cone yeah, yeah it's like saying hey man watch out for that rhombus you know <laughs> <laughs> that obtuse Angled that extra rhombus. God is coming right at us, guys. So there's stuff like that. I get, I get like, ah, oh, you're not from here, are you? So. <laughs> you put out some really good uh, YouTube videos, man. Some nice little web uh, shorts. And oh, the the episodes. web series. What's what is it? Beck and Sizzle or something? Uh, brick and Sizzle. Brick and Sizzle. Beck and Sizzle. Beck and that's, that's <laughs> what it should be called. Brick, brick and uh, my friend of mine in LA, his name is Eric Khan, very funny guy, and uh, his uh, the co-star of that, his name is Sean Leary, funny guy as well. They had this sort of idea about this sort of like over the top. Kind of like Zoolander meets uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, kind of right, kind right. of L.A. cops. Everything's very cliche. Yeah, like I'm like, you know, whether it's about taking selfies or like giving criminals your headshot, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. It's like a very over the top kind of thing, and it's a web series, and um, uh, it's starting to grow. I love it, man. It's starting to great, grow. It's funny. It's, it's well shot. It's yeah. well written. Where can you find it? Uh, you can find it on YouTube, and you can find it on Facebook too, uh, and. Um, we had Theo Vaughn, who is a, a very big comic in the United States, who was uh, a buddy of ours that did, uh, did an episode. Brian Callen is doing the next episode. Oh man, that's he's going to play the police. Yeah. He's going to play the police chief. Who's going to like give us kind of like a, a pep talk before we go out there? Uh, so people are starting to notice, and they're like wanting to be involved, even though there's no money involved. But it's definitely a cool project. And uh, early November, we're doing a live show uh, at the Acme Theater, where it's going to be like me and all the. Uh, other comedians who are involved in the show right. and some special guests. Hopefully, m- maybe we get some decent names that are gonna, who have been involved in the in the web series before. Right. I, I and, can't make it. And um, <laughs> Miles can't make it. <laughs> His invite couldn't make it either. <laughs> but um, but it's been it's gonna be great. And uh, the goal is to eventually sell the show or the concept of the show. But it, I mean that's one goal. But ultimately, the ultimate goal, like for either stand-up or whatever, is to, like, make something that people like, and yeah. you know, hopefully people like it. You know? That's really good, man. And, and is that, like, a, is that where you eventually want to be? Um, maybe. I think, I think I'm going to hit comedy as hard as I can, stand-up specifically. And I feel like a lot of guys down there, and it's no, by no fault, uh, a lot of women and men who are, like, do everything, and right. that's fine, but sometimes I feel like if you have a certain strength, you should definitely hit as hard as you can because people love working with people that are exceptional at something. Mm-hmm. So you're an exceptional stand-up. Maybe if you consider, would you like to write this or would you like to write on this or be involved in this? What? Yeah. I, I feel like uh, in California, like I lived in Los Angeles for a while right. uh, a few years ago and, and did stand-up uh, full-time out there. And I feel like a lot of comics go down there thinking, 
well, this is just a, uh, I'm just going to use this to jump start something sure. else. Yeah. Like I, like, I just need to get my five minutes together, do my showcase, and then my movie career will take off right. or whatever else. Right. But if you go out and you just hit stand apart like Eddie's doing, that's the I think that's the, the best way, way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because you can do it better than anyone else. Right. Yeah, and right. like you know all the all the hours we put up here, you know it's not that ten thousand hour rule. It's like you you'll be ashamed to like go down there and not keep doing it. And uh, you know I, I'm very self aware who I am. I'm a stand up comic. I think I'm good at it. And uh, hopefully people will be like, oh man, you should do this too. And it's already happened. Like. People watch me stand up and like, hey, would you like me involved in this web series? And you know, but uh, the ultimate goal is to like maybe a Netflix special be cool, that'd right. be awesome, yeah. and like to tour with it and to like you know, you know, ultimately everything would bleed into my stand up and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you're a very talented guy. You've got, uh, Thanks, you've, yeah, you've got a great voice. You have got a great look. You've, um, what's your number, by the way? Uh, <laughs> one, one, one woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I mean, if I mean, obviously, like. I forgot who I was. Ta- I think I was interviewing um, uh, uh, from Family Guy, Alex. Uh, uh, what's his name? Sulkin. Al- Alex Sulkin. Okay. And he was telling me that writers are kings in Los Angeles. Writers are. I mean, if those opportunities present themselves, I mean, obviously the money's good. Is that something that you're afraid you want to get pigeonholed in, or is it something um, where you, you need to do stand up every weekend? I uh, I don't write as much as I should. I, sh- I I should write more. Mm-hmm. I think every comic should write more. Um, I mean. There are some aspects of my career that I feel like I need to improve on always. Like maybe I should write more like a script or something like that. Sure. But I also think that like I don't want to just have, you know, some phone book thick piece of paper that's like, hey, this is what I got. I don't know if it's good or not. If I had something that was a great idea that I would put my heart into, then yeah. Right. But writers do rule there. They're, they, make, they make stuff that people want to be in. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, a comic uh, comedian get attention to be a writer, to be in a writing room, to punch up stuff. So I feel like it's a good starting point. Like I like Judd Apatow was a was a stand up comic for years, right? You know, and when you start to get that comfort level, where you're like, uh, these are some cool ideas, I should jot them down and write something. You know, when I get to that point, I'll think it'll, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's up next for you, man? What do you got going? Uh, I go back to California, and then. Um, uh, work on my podcast called Barely Friending, which is yeah, to, which is a great podcast, by the way. Oh, did you people, listen? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. So uh, we met some people at Apple uh, who develop podcasts and stuff like that, and they loved it, and they were going to feature it and put it on New and Noteworthy as well. So we're looking forward to that. Um, you got a great co-host too. Yeah, MJ Reagans, who's a who's a She's great co-host. Really funny. Yeah, if I could pitch it a little bit, it's just basically uh, me and her. We used to date. Uh, also hate each other and now we have a podcast it's you know what you guys have a really cool chemistry it's though. a palpable it's very hatred. <laughs> she's always putting me down and i'm always ripping on her and i think people like hearing a dynamic where it's like it's kind of like it's a comfortable friendship. yeah it's like yeah. there's obviously there's some history there and i think sure. it's a non-fabricated history which is cool yeah yeah and the ultimate goal is to like eventually make it into something sure yeah it's like jerry seinfeld and elaine but with way more bitterness <laughs> he's never listened to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> but but he's about right. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, it's it's uh, it's always it's it's always like an absolute blast watching. Yeah, you man, dude, and, you're a great uh, dude, and uh, this is thank great. You. Thank you. And uh, how can people find you, man? Where, uh, where Twitter, Instagram, uh, Eddie Delaseppi, uh, two L's, one P, Delaseppi, uh, S I E P, and uh, look out for Barely Friending uh, on uh, on iTunes. Give it a listen. We're very proud of it. And Brick and Sizzle on Netflix someday. Maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. And, uh, yeah. Keep, keep on doing your little video shorts, too, of, like, you and, uh, uh, what's his name? Merhej. Oh, Dave yeah. Merhej. I love Me those. and Dave do a lot of things where, like, it's just us in a car. We had just... one the other day of this guy. Was it Chris Gordon or something like that? Oh, the close-up on this face? When yeah. he was, like, like floating through. The... It looked like uh, <laughs> like uh, that movie Due Date with Zach Galifianakis, where he was higher than a kite with Robert oh, yeah. Jr. I, I, I try to, great. like, I'm very active on social media, as we all should be. And yeah. um, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Pylon's doing? 
De- absolutely, man. So, uh, hey, uh, thanks for uh, doing the show, man. Thank you, dude. That's awesome. You keep doing and good work, man. Thank you, sir. And uh, and thanks for everybody sitting. And Miles, too. Miles, Miles Morrison, everybody. Thanks, can, can I? Yeah, plug yourself, uh, please. I'm Miles. on Twitter, Miles underscore Morrison. Uh, I'm obsessed with Twitter. So Are you? Yeah, that's my that's my thing. Beautiful. Yeah, and uh, that but that's it. Just follow Eddie because he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so that's all, that's all you need. <laughs> I do a lot of comedy sketches. MilesMorrison.com. But uh, but just follow Eddie instead. Oh, we're gonna have you on the show soon, right? All right, cheers, man. There we go. Okay, thanks for doing this. All right, folks, there you have it. The wonderful interview with our good friend, Mr. Eddie Delaseppi, consummate professional and a uh, just a young Latino Yoda, if you will, of comedy. So thank you, Eddie. Always a pleasure hanging out and seeing you, pal. And uh, hey, congratulations on the Barely Friending podcast as well. It just hit the new and noteworthy section on iTunes. So go check him out, Barely Friending, him and MJ Riggins. Uh, it's a really, really great, funny show. Uh, and of course, thank you guys. As we are still in the new and noteworthy section ourselves, doing really, really well out there. Thank you for all the amazing support and all the listeners that are checking out the show. Don't forget to tweet us at YYCP. Uh, that's the hashtag YYCP. And, of course, myself at JKirschEG. Uh, special thanks, of course, to all the people that make this show possible. Mr. Mark Breslin, executive producer Kira Williams, and, of course, our webmaster on the one, twos, and threes, Camille. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week.
All right, folks, and there you have it, Katie Westman. What a uh, what a great great treat to have her in studio and uh, for her to take the time out of her very busy schedule to uh, come and join us out here. Great interview, great girl, lots of fun. Hey, hope you guys are enjoying these interviews as much as I love doing them. And uh, just wanted to say again, thank you. Make sure to follow us and hashtag YYCP on Twitter. You can follow myself uh, at EG on Twitter. And of course, uh, yeah, you know what? Just follow me and you can all turn you on to all the good people on Twitter. Make sure to tune in uh, next week, guys. we got another great show. Lots of fun ones coming up. On behalf of myself, your host, Jake Hirsch, executive producer, Kira Williams, the webmaster, Camille. Of course, all the folks over at Yuck Yucks, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.